So let me tell you about my hometown, Esteli, Nicaragua. The city of Esteli is a world full of colors that match the spirit of my people. The walls of Esteli are brightly painted with colorful graffiti, and the humble homes are close together like our tight-knit community. This was captured by Doug Diaz and Soul Culture Studios, and now is display on this beautiful vase. Nica Rustica brand featured El Brujito, the official symbol of the city of Esteli. El Brujito is a petroglyph that was found in a rock over 6,000 years ago, and it is a symbol of pride for every Esteliano. Nica Rustica Dove is a unique, unpolished Habano experience, and we are super excited for you to try it. Nica Rustica Dove, from our house to yours. Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. <laughs> A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Oh, and the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. There's a co-host. Uh, that's right. I'm the co-host tonight. Oh. Woo, I'm so excited. <laughs> we, got, we got an upgrade. Co-host yes. upgrade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Randy Griggs is on assignment this week. As I've said in the past, we can't tell you where he is. That's for your safety, mm -hmm. uh, not his. Uh, but we are here locking it down. I am in uh, lot B minus lot B. We'll just go lot B. I, I think I got upgraded from yes. minus. Mm -hmm. uh, but not not quite B plus yet. I, just, I only say that when Randy's around because I know it pisses him off. Uh, <laughs> how's everything going uh, back in the dugout, boys? Ah, it's going good. Uh, we're excited um, for another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I've been able to be in this journey completely, like immersed <laughs> in this journey, Robbie. So like I'm so in tune with how this is going to go. I'm super excited. I can't wait to... Uh, to talk some cigar and beer pairings with you tonight, my friends. You're like the uh, the the super utility guy on a baseball team that covers second and short, and right. then like your second baseman was on the IL for a while, and now your shortstop's on vacation. So right. you've been you've been getting a lot of at bats. And, exactly. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, and by the way, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I, back uh, from the IR. Well, yeah, well you're back from the well IR, timed. and we appreciate you uh, uh, doing the best you can. I know you're. Your voice sounds a little deeper, a little bit more uh, Barry White, but I like it. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe. <laughs> Should keep it. Uh, Jordan, uh, producer kid Jordan is, yeah, is on board. Here. Yeah, there's Look Jordan. at me. Love and, me. And, and there's uh, Matt it, Matt Hall in the audience tonight hanging out with us, doing a beer also. How you doing, Matty? Doing good. How's it going? Are you ready to smoke some cigars tonight, brother? I am very ready. All right. We're all ready, Robbie. Take us... Uh, Get this journey, get this odyssey started, my friend. Beautiful. Yeah, we are uh, still working our way through German beers. I don't know if you guys came up with a, uh, a fun uh, road to Munich or, or whatever the, uh, the name of this, <laughs> this segment was while I was gone. But uh, I'm, I'm back for like probably the best episode because it's Oktoberfest beers is what we're drinking. And there's a couple of different iterations of Oktoberfest beers. We can get into that and we're drinking one of each. Uh, so that's very exciting. I'm smoking very specifically an Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah, I, I come off the, yeah, Chad's, Chad's on it. I come off the IR, Randy goes on. Randy, I think he's going to be back. This is just a, a quick, uh, a quick uh, trip for Randy to be uh, away from the show. I managed to, man, I missed a whole month. I know. That was rough. I was on, on the road for three weeks with work, doing a lot of uh, work stuff. Did a, had a trade show. I'd have my, uh, my first uh, <clears throat> uh, distilling industry trade show which was a lot of fun out in st louis uh which is uh, then i brought covid back with me so mm -hmm. i've been uh hung up for the last couple of weeks but it's still hanging around a little bit you can tell on the voice but i kind of like it it reminds me of the there's that one friends episode where phoebe gets sick 
and she gets a cold and she sings all of her songs in her bluesy voice. Yeah. You know, and she keeps she holds on to the blues. I kind of I kind of dig it. Like, I feel like I, I need to do some like some spoken word poetry or something. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should, sound should we turn this. <laughs> you turn sound this into a poetry you, slam. You sound great. You're going to be just you're going to be just Ooh. fine tonight. And um, yeah, <clears throat> I guess the, I guess That's it really some... boils down to this. Robbie is, uh, you know, the last uh, the shows that you've missed, the first two in Oktoberfest uh, shows that you've missed. Um, they've been good. Uh, mm. I gotta say, here, here's something that we've mentioned on the last two shows, which, you know, you get into this, you get into this sort of, uh, habit or not habit, but like, like American craft beer, like, you know, back in the day, I remember doing like the old Chicago, like, you know, like world beer tour and stuff. And it was all, it was all beers from like Europe and stuff. Like that was really what it was. It was like Samuel Smith and it was like all that kind of stuff. Right. And then. You know, you evolve and then like things evolve, like in the United States, like all this sort of craft beer. We got we got so wrapped up into it. And now we're coming full circle, Robbie. And the last <laughs> two pairings have been really, really good. So I'm excited about tonight. Like, it's so fun to revisit, you know, the European sort of style beers. Um, I think, I'm, I, you know, this this is this has been good for me. It's, it's made me realize, you know what, you got to you got to make sure you don't get too pigeonholed. Yeah, German beer especially, uh, when you get in, I think you guys did a, a, a Doppelbach or a Dunkel last week. We did the Dunkel um, last week. <clears throat> it's yeah, Dunkel, Robbie. <laughs> Dunkel. Dunkel! <laughs> Is there an umlaut in there? I do like oh, there's a, a couple, umlaut. yeah. Uh, yeah, I like a good umlaut. Um, so a Dunkel's, yeah, much uh, more like stewed fruit notes, uh, deeper flavors. That pairs really well with cigars. What did you, uh, what did you smoke last week? So last we week, all killed it. Oh, last week. last week I had the greatest <clears throat> pairing, uh, Robbie, because I knew that the beer, the Dunkel, was going to be malty, Dunkel. and mm-hmm. so I picked a Padron, a 1964 Anniversario Maduro, which I knew was going to be chocolatey. So I was like, I'm doing a-, a recipe. I have the malt from the Dunkel. I have the chocolate from the Padron. It was essentially a chocolate malt, and it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's that's interesting that you would say a recipe because that's kind of what you're doing when you're pairing right yeah. i mean i've never really i've never thought about it that way actually. i mean either yeah it's, you kind of just blew my mind with that it's it, you make it it seems so simple when you say it that way it's like oh well what, what are the flavor components here let's find something that's got flavor components that are going to match with that uh either you know enhance or like you said you go with a, like a chocolate malt kind of vibe um <clears throat> but uh this week's gonna be a little bit different these beers are right. a little bit lighter um so i'm drinking the uh, Polliner Oktoberfest. Come on, baby. There it you is. got uh, it. <clears throat> Polliner Oktoberfest Martzen. Okay. Uh, this is, uh, it's a lager. <clears throat> All these are lagers. I would show you that it's a bit darker, but I've got my German Stein. Oh, teeny Stein. You can't, you can't. Oh, this is a, this is a half liter, I believe. That is a teeny Stein for a teeny man. <laughs> this is how you do the Stein. <laughs> Uh, all right, Ooh. and and Robbie, yours is yours is a half liter. Mine's it must be a. Quarter you can feel like four beers in mine. This so this is what we've got going tonight. This is um, Jordan, help me out here. I can't get, get it there. Get it. it. Can't get it. There we Ooh. go. There you go. So nice. it's just it was, so this is uh, you have to tell me, uh, Robbie. You're the beer guy. I don't know anything about. What the about heck this. is this? But uh, so it's. You're drinking. That's Polliner again. We're drinking from the same uh, brewery, which is cool. One of the uh, six uh, original Munich breweries that are still poured at Oktoberfest. Now, when you're pouring that beer, you're pouring that into you're pouring it into a stein, but it's a it's a lighter, more pale color, right? All right, well, hold on. Pour it. Let, let me see. Let's let's do this live. Yeah, doing it live. Yeah, L- that's, listen to that, guys. Yeah. Can you hear it? Tanner's got a question for you. Oh, nice. the sound effects. It's real. Marzen, is that yeah, different per- from Fest, Robbie? That's uh, Yeah, that's perfect, Tanner. That's a perfectly timed question because that's what we're talking about. So what you guys are drinking right there and what Eric is pouring, it's going to have a huge head oh, on it. Oh, look at that. Is, <laughs> it's, it's aggressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, You can fit like three beers oh, in there, but now there's a can. beer and a half of foam. <laughs> this is great. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Matt, we need to clean up on uh, aisle one there, I think. Um, <clears throat> so a Fest beer and uh, they're both Oktoberfest beers, right? But a Martzen is uh, darker in color. It is more medium to full body, um, <clears throat> and it's got more. It's it's a bit maltier. It's mm, just kind of got good. more more flavor. It's a dark brown, fuller body. It's a bit more bitter. 
the Fest beer is pretty close to kind of a standard uh, Pilsner almost. It's <clears throat> almost like a German Pilsner, so it's much lighter in color. Um, I think it probably checks in. What's the ABV on that one? Probably checks in a little <clears throat> bit Jordan, lighter. Jordan, you have better mine. eyes than I do. I have terrible eyesight, so I will not be able to tell. Well, let me see if I can find anything. Um, uh, 6%. Ooh, we're going to so, get hammered. Oh, it's about... Oh, it's the same as mine. Yeah, 5.8. Uh, so it says so from a technical, this is from uh, porchdrinking.com, which is kind of a fun uh, fun name. So they talk about the uh, the BJCP, that's the beer judging whatever uh, guidelines. Randy can talk about those uh, in more uh, depth. But a classic Martin should be uh, a little darker, a little richer, a little heavier, and a little higher in alcohol than a Fest beer. This isn't necessarily the case with the alcohol, but it checks every one of those other one of those boxes. Uh, basically, Martin's just a little more. Uh, <clears throat> the switch to the lighter fest beer occurred specifically to allow October fe- Oktoberfest attendees to drink more beer, which that answers a question that uh, that Dana and I had when we went to Oktoberfest uh, five years ago now for my 40th birthday. Um, <clears throat> we were just throwing back these liters of beer and. It didn't occur to me at the time, but they were all light in color, super easy to drink, go down really smooth. Um, and it didn't hit me until later. It's like, wow, we weren't drinking Oktoberfest Martzen. Um, so when we think of Oktoberfest beers here in the States, it's usually a Martzen that you're getting. It's a bit, we call it a fest beer if it's going to be the lighter, uh, lighter lager style. So that's really the only difference. The flavor profile uh, is going to be uh, different as well. I mean, uh, the Martzen... Like I said, uh, it's going to be a bit maltier. It's going to be a bit heavier in flavor just overall. Uh, I mean, yours probably tastes pretty similar to, <clears throat> I'm probably similar to an American lager. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's a lot a more, bi- it's a lot more bitter. I can tell you that. And there's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very malty uh, right off the top. Yeah. And by the way, just, just throw this out there. Barry made fun of the way I poured the beer. Barry, I did that for you buddy because i wanted you guys to see <laughs> robbie said i'll bet that's lighter beer and so like i intentionally did it wrong just so that oh. you could see the lightness and it's very light now robbie tell me yours again so i can for this poll for the official uh, poll. it is the uh, the polliner oktoberfest martin come on baby it's oktoberfest martin okay come into focus and, anyways yeah that's good enough yeah yeah. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Sometimes uh, I, uh, it has a nice. That's got an umlaut in there as well over the yeah. A. Martzen, M A R Z E N. But we are drinking from the same, uh, the same brewery. I had mentioned that there are talk a little bit about Oktoberfest in general. Um, <clears throat> so the official Oktoberfest, the big one in Munich. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, oh, well, before you wait. start, can we? Before we get into that, can we light our cigars? Because I, I gotta light. Oh yeah, I yeah. gotta get. Go I got. As you're describing this, I need to. I need to be. Lighting this, so uh, mm-hmm. you've already lit yours. What do you What do you got going tonight? Mm, we didn't even get into the cigars yet. You guys no. are right. I'm out of practice. I am smoking the Quesada Oktoberfest 2022. Ah, perfect. So this br- brand new release. Uh, this started shipping, according to their Instagram. Uh, this started shipping about two weeks ago, so it's probably just now hitting uh, hitting your retailers. I didn't see any available at any uh, online locations, but um, your local shops may have that in stock right now. A little bit of info on the Oktoberfest 2022. Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. The blend has been kind of the same for a while on these cigars. It started out as a Dominican a Dominican puro, um, but uh, has since uh, the last... I think three or four iterations of all featured Mexican San Andreas wrappers. Um, they started this line back in uh, 2011. So this is, they had the 10th anniversary last year, and this is the 12th iteration of that cigar. Like I said, it comes, what do we got? Four sizes. The Bavarian, which I think is what I'm smoking, is a 5.5 by 52. Das Boot is uh, 6 by 52. The Uber with another umlaut. I do love a good umlaut, man. Mm, is yeah. a 6 by 65. That's a beast. And the uh, Prost is a 5.5 by 56. So uh, they all check in at about 9 10 bucks MSRP. And they should be hitting your... Uh, they should be hitting your uh, retailers right about now, actually. I have one from 2015 that I thought about smoking for the show. But I, I took it out of the humidor. And it was a little squishy. 
Oh, and that's like I what know. I'm. I, I this got to be 2016. Oh yeah, you've got the uh, you've got the the, the Uber, I think. Yeah. It's the little the funky. Don't size. call me flying pig size. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's the that is. It doesn't the say the year on it though. But um, it is the. No, uh, it's the Nicaraguan. It's I think it's the first year that they added the, the Nicaraguan edition into the mix. Mm, okay, yeah. So that's that's probably a few years ago. Yeah, uh, the 2015 had a blue. Um, the the main band was blue. I don't remember what year they switched from blue to white. Well, they used it used to be the blue would be the the Dominican rolled one, and the white would be the Nicaraguan. Oh, oh, think. that's right. They only did that I think for one year, You're maybe right. two. But now it's just back to, uh, I think now it's just the one release. And so. Eric, it looked like you might be smoking a really old one. So, you know what's crazy, you guys? So I'm smoking the Dunkel, the uh, Quesada mm-hmm. Dunkel. You can see there because of the uh, the foot that's Connecticut, and then the rest of the cigar is like a broadleaf of some sort. It just says broadleaf. Um, but you know what's crazy, you guys, is, okay, so this was a smoking exclusive from Quesada, to Quesada and Smoke In. But you know what's crazy is... This is 2013. Like, does it seem mm-hmm. like... Holy cow. Does it seem like it's been that long? Like, I mean, that's <laughs> that's bizarre. That just blows my mind now that this is 2013. So initially, this was like a $8.95 cigar. That's like a six and a half by 52-ish. Yeah, like just just um, like when we first got into this, I'd, I'd smoke cigars that were well-aged like that. But now that we're actually just pulling cigars out of our humidor that are 10 years aged. Is right. It's crazy. It's bizarre. Yeah, that's that's that uh, every now and again, when I go through and <clears throat> clean stuff up, try to organize a little bit, I find a, a box in the back and I, you know, I open it and you hear like the creak of the hinges <laughs> and, and like some moths fly out and you think, Oh crap, what's in here. And uh, hopefully nothing's molded. And <clears throat> those are, those are always fun boxes to find. I actually found a, a humidor that was in my closet uh, from just a desktop 25 count humidor. It was in my closet from when we moved two houses ago. And it had been in my closet when I was at that house two houses ago. So seven, eight years. And it was full. Mm. It was full of cigars. I had no idea. Wow. And I've been trying to bring I've been trying to bring them back to life. Uh it has uh been very slow going. And I was don't there think it's what, tell, work, was but. there any like uh <clears throat> any kind of interesting it's, ones in there? Th- nothing that off the top of my head there was Somebody did a Reddit cigar, mm. uh, and I, it may have been Quesada who did that, actually. But it was just it was like a, just the R slash cigars. Mm. Uh, so somebody did a cigar for that group. I did find some Quesada Espanas from the first year that those were released when it was a uh, – I loved that cigar. I haven't smoked one in a while, but when it was a, a Spain-specific release, that was a really good cigar. That's kind of uh, what the what uh, Dojo Deluxe is based <clears throat> off of. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that was uh, that was. I really liked that cigar. Dojo um, Deluxe is good too. I haven't smoked one of those in a while either. Uh, yeah, that's all I can really think that. of. But there were there was just some random stuff in there. You can nothing never... that nothing so that funny. I opened up was like, oh man, I'm so bummed right. that I let that cigar die. <laughs> yeah, know? I feel like once it but gets still some cool to that stuff. point, you can't re- you can bring it back to like smokable. You know, it's it, it, it's smokable, but you lose so many of those oils that the yeah. I don't think is ever really fully going back. So, it's, I mean, yeah, to, to it, keep it good, properly aged, you know, there ha- does have to remain some humidity. But I've got some just like that, too, Robbie. And they're always worth – it's never worth throwing them away, right? Yeah. You always bring them back and, you, and try them. And I think some of them, if they have the right kind of wrapper or filler or whatever, can be fine and maybe even really good. But um, I think, Jordan, you're kind of right in that. If they've gone fully dry at some point and you bring them back, it, they, they do lose something along along the way. Like, you know, to properly age them, there has to be some sort of humidity in there, yep. at least, you know, maintaining those oils. Because if those oils dry out, that's they're, really they're all gone. your – That's they're, the flavor. Yeah. They're evaporated. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not come. There's, there's no coming back from that. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've still got that bag in my humidor, and I check it every now and again. It's uh, just a that open bag that's in there. And they're they're softer now. They're they're they were hard as a rock when I found them, and mm-hmm. now they're they're a little more pliable. someday I'll smoke one and see uh, and see what happens. Uh, what is this? <laughs> is it me or is Robbie slowly turning into a European vampire villain arc with that facial? With, <laughs> slowly, because oh, because 
No, it's been like he's, this for a while. It's been that way. <laughs> it's getting, yeah. it's, it's getting it's slowly more pronounced down. It's getting, yeah. yeah, there's more white down in this area. Yeah. But no, I, I appreciate you noticing. Uh, I did trim the beard today, so that makes yeah. me feel good. Somebody's somebody's paying attention. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's so that's what we're smoking. That's good. We're all smoking. Uh, we're, real quick. Hey, Matt, what, Matt, what did you fire up? Oh, yeah. There? Matt, what are you smoking? Yeah. Uh, I went with the Epernay. Oh, Epernay. Luzioni, Epernay. Yeah. That's always a good pick. All right, so we'll see how that pairs with this, with this particular beer as well. Thank you, Matt, for that. All right, Robbie, you were talking about oh, crazy stuff. The beer. Yeah, I was just going to go into Oktoberfest just a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I won't get into the whole history of the festival, but uh, I I did get a chance to go a couple years ago, and it was not at all what I expected. It's like a, it's like you're going to a like Disneyland kind of, and it's super family friendly. It's free to get in. Uh, there's rides, which seem like a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's kids games and you're winning prizes and all, everything you'd think you'd find at, at some kind of fair or something. Uh, and the, there's no beer unless you go into the tents. It's the only place you can drink it. And these tents are, when I say tents, I mean, these are beer halls. They're huge. You're fitting thousands of people in these rooms. And, uh, you just, you walk in, you get a seat and, you get a beer by the leader. That's there's no you're not choosing off a menu. You say two beers and a half chicken is usually what you're ordering. I mean, there's you're getting they bring you a full chicken, half chicken or a plate of uh, of sausages. And uh, God, Dana and I did that. We went just a full day. Wow. It was a Tuesday. And we were we started at like 10 in the morning because we, you can't make reservations if you're just a small group. If you're if you're like six or more, you can make a reservation. So we were worried that we weren't going to get seats. If you're just two people, they'll find a seat for you. Um, now, wait, Robbie, but, are uh, there are there yeah. celebrations all around the area, or or is this just this one and that's it? Like this is the one you go to. <clears throat> there's uh, there's Oktoberfest celebrations everywhere, uh, and they're all throughout Germany. This is the main. This is Oktoberfest in Munich. Okay. This is the big. This is the big daddy. This is like gotcha. This is like the Super Bowl, and there's football games everywhere else. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Right. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this is the big one. And uh, only six breweries uh, pour their beer there, and each uh, tent that you go into is quote-unquote sponsored by a particular brewery. And uh, the six, uh, six breweries are Augustiner, Hackershore, Hofbrau, Lowenbrau, Polliner, which is what we're drinking, and Spaten. Okay. And these breweries, man, they've been around forever. Uh, Augustiner was founded in 1328. Mm, mm. Um, Hackershore, wow! Yeah, the the first uh, the first brewery mention of Hackershore was 1417. Okay. Uh, Robbie, getting, uh, their teeth drilled out in your garage. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's my neighbors <laughs> doing some doing some work. I didn't think you guys could hear that. Sorry ah, about that. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Uh, Hofbrau, eighteen or fifteen eighty nine. Uh, Lowenbrau is in the fourteenth century, late fourteenth century, but they don't give me an exact year. Uh, Polliner is what we're drinking. Is uh, the from the monks of the Polliner order served their first beer of their own in sixteen thirty four. Oh, they're Maybe young. Polliner, yeah, they're the youngest <laughs> of the Munich breweries. Uh, and then Spaten, I believe, is the oldest at 1397. Dang, that's amazing, isn't it? That's, uh, no, that's uh, Augustine. It was 1328. But that's just to think of those. I mean, these weren't, they're not breweries the way that we think of breweries now, right? They weren't, uh, you know, having IPAs and serving, you know, uh, local uh, craft food. No, these were just some monks that were, you know, they're brewing their beer and they're, <clears throat> His beer was just safer to drink back then than water, and uh, which doesn't sound too bad, really. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, those it's, are the days. It's just pretty. Yeah, right. Back in my day, <laughs> um, no, no, not that old. Uh, but that's that's just pretty cool to think, man. That's that's just so long. That's like eight hundred years ago. That's Robbie, I wonder. Ago. It's it, crazy. I wonder. I'm sure there are beer experts that study this, like beer history and stuff like that, but. Mm -hmm. It makes you wonder, like, if you could. I wonder what the beer was like, you know, in comparison, you know, even like, even say, let's not let's not talk about the 1300s because that's kind of crazy. But it just it right. makes you wonder, like, if you went back two, three hundred years, like, how close, how mm -hmm. close would it be to, you know, what we are drinking, what we're drinking now? Well, it's so Martin, for example, uh, has it's it, 
its origins are in Bavaria, which is, you know, that southern part of Germany. Um, and it was before, like, before the 16th century. And a, a brewing ordinance uh, in Bavaria decreed in 1553 that beer may only be brewed between uh, September 29th and April 23rd. Which is interesting because... Yeah. These, this is where we, we get into the different types of yeast that were used, and they didn't realize that this was the reason that they decided this. But these are all lagers, so they're cold-fermenting beer. And I always tease Randy how uh, ale yeast is top-fermenting and lager yeast is bottom-fermenting. And, I mean, technically, yes, they're, that's kind of true, but really the fermentation happens throughout all of the beer. But um, <clears throat> lager, it is when, it's, when you make a lager, if you, if you ferment it at a higher temperature, it tastes terrible. And it takes forever to... Um, to ferment and it just doesn't taste right so that was the reason that they're they're deciding that hey we can only brew beer between these months because those are the months that tasted good and it was because they were using ale yeast or lager yeast that was wild and natural to that area so it's it makes sense that that's why they were uh only brewing beer in that particular time um but uh but yeah i mean uh martin goes back all the way this style of beer goes back all the way to before the 16th century so it's, I mean, how similar was it? Right. Uh, who knows? Right. Uh, know. That would be, that would be such a cool, I, I'm sure there are people that probably like devote their lives to this kind of stuff. And maybe oh, there yeah. are, maybe there are artisans in Germany that still try to do it uh, the original way, but it does make you wonder like, you know, like what, what was it like in comparison to what we buy at Total Wine and you know, what, what, what was in this can that I'm, uh, I'm drinking right now? Like how different, you know? You know, was it what was the beer, you guys? Jordan, Robbie, what was the beer that made a big deal out of being cold filtered? Is that Coors? Is it Coors um, that, that makes a big, big cold? Sounds like Coors. Cold filtered, like yeah. I, I always was, wondered, like, why, why do they make? Why are they excited about <coughs> being cold filtered? Is that kind of what you were getting at a minute ago with um, the way they? Yeah, ultimately, yeah, they're they're loggers, and so they're <coughs> the. You want to keep them cold. That's when the yeast is most active, and it keeps the yeast alive. Okay. Um, if uh, and actually, what I said earlier about it taking forever to ferment, if it were a, a lager yeast at a higher temperature, it would actually ferment really quickly, mm. um, and because they would die, because they it, all the yeast would die because it's too hot. Um, <clears throat> so I was I was backwards there, but yeah, cold filtered and delivered cold and blah blah blah. That's great, and it is good for the life cycle of the beer. Um, ultimately for the beers that make those claims, it doesn't really matter because they don't have much flavor to begin with. <laughs> so you're, so, and I mean, it's not really a dig. It's just kind of a fact. Like there's, there's just not a ton of flavor in that particular style of beer. And there's a reason that you want to drink it really, really cold because the colder it is, the less you taste. Um, I mean, there's these beers in particular, like the, the Martin, for example, I'm drinking it probably too cold because I pulled it out of the fridge just before the show started. But the warmer it gets, the more it opens up and the more flavor that comes out of it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but Craig, that's good because there's flavor in there to get. Craig right. Lee's in an American it was lager, a there isn't. Miller Genuine Draft. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't sound familiar to me. I don't, I don't, he might be right. Um, one, of them sure. was beach, one of them was Beechwood aged. Mm. Uh, I think that might be... Budweiser was Beechwood aged, as they said. And that was really, they just used, that was just a filtering system. They weren't aging it on wood in any way. Uh, they were just filtering uh, through Beechwood. I don't know, even know what that means, honestly. I don't know what Beechwood is. <clears throat> like, were they going down to the beach? Just, <laughs> like, is this, this is driftwood? You're getting a little, add, add a little briny character? Mm. Oh, uh, so I know, uh, so Bud, Bud Light is frost brewed. Frost brewed and cold filtered. Interesting. Uh, anyways, that's we're getting off topic there, but they, um, they don't mean it. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, mm. th- this whole to- this whole topic does sort of remind me of something. Tonight's episode of Flavor Odyssey, your favorite cigar pairing show, just like every episode since season one, is brought to you by none other than Drew Estate Cigars. Drew Estate, make sure that we can take this pairing journey with you each Wednesday as we learn about flavor and pairing with cigars. This show wouldn't be possible without their unwavering support. Drew Estate, the number one premium cigar brand in existence. The makers of Acid, Factory Smokes, Herrera Esteli, Undercrown, and the incomparable Liga Pravada. Drew Estate not only has a cigar for every smoker and every occasion, 
they bring an energy and style to this community like no brand ever has. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate. And ask for them at a brick and mortar shop near you. One brick and mortar that you will always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smoke In. Smoke In is responsible for sponsoring all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey. Don't miss a true cigar experience with their courteous and knowledgeable staff and over 600 of the world's finest brands to choose from within Florida's largest walk-in humidors. Drop by any one of their 11 brick and mortar locations or visit them online at smokein.com. <laughs> just like, you know, just so i mean as, as you <laughs> might imagine since randy's not around we had to uh we had to port we had to holograph him in we had to holograph yeah, him awesome. in robbie yeah. that was uh yeah. some technology that that was like a deep fake it, he really wasn't even there <laughs> it was like a deep fake video like yeah, yeah but he I, did a I good like, job anyways i like that yeah that's somebody said they were looking for uh for me to do a read it's like yeah that's that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> just, it's, it's just it's just not in my dna i mean I, I I was never really into monster trucks or anything like that, so I just I can't bring that energy that Randy does. No one. Now getting like, but that being said, I'll like give that read a five point seven. Oh, that's such a low score. Oh, come on, no, that was solid. you can't give him. He that. came in like he was just like, well, oh, we're live. Oh, you know, and then at the end, you got to take the, the context into it. Yeah, come on, Randy. you're being a little, you're being a little hard, Jordan. I think, I think we give him. What did you say? 5.7. I he's clearly 5.8. Okay. I mean, clearly oh, 5.8. Oh, he's a, no, oh, sure? it's, I'm it's a 7, 7.5. All right, yeah, yeah, that seems no. good. Uh, we're, we're getting lost in the in the Randy weeds, but uh, <laughs> that's 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 all right. I, I, I'm curious. I want to start going around the yes. room and see uh, how this pairing is working out for you guys. Um, Eric, I'm going to start with you, and then uh, I'll go last. All right, cool. I'm, I'm just curious to see what Yeah, yeah, saying. no, I, I appreciate that. So uh, first of all, guys, if you're watching on Facebook or you're watching on YouTube, uh, post your pairings because at the end of the show, uh, Robbie and myself and Jordan and Matt, we're all going to pick uh, somebody that, that we think had the best pairing tonight. Uh, so Jordan will pick out three, four, five of those. So make sure to do that. Okay, as far as my... Pairing goes, I got into the part of the cigar with the broadleaf, and it's, it was actually, you know, here's the thing, Robbie, I don't know about you, sometimes it's very hard to tell the difference when they do that, um, you know, when they have like a different wrapper um, at some point, and I, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I had a hard time differentiating any kind of difference at all in the flavor um well i think that on that that one they don't like they're not cutting anything back they just added a little bit of a lighter wrapper on top of the regular wrapper right but you still think yeah maybe, i know you still think clarifying. maybe there would be some sort of difference and, right. and there probably is i've been talking and and, and making some really really funny jokes oh, for people yeah. to enjoy you know so maybe i just missed it because of that but i didn't really notice a big difference um so my initial thought on this pairing robbie is the beer uh, like you said, um, it, it may, might be similar to uh, domesticated lagers or whatever, but in reality, it's not. There's so much more malt in this. And like all the other beers that we've had in this Oktoberfest um, part of Flavor Odyssey, much less carbonated. And I think that really adds to the pairing. Like, I think that makes yeah. it a better, better pairing, unlike Topo Chico, which is super carbonated, and domestic beers, which are super carbonated. The German beers are, they're not flat, but they're, they're dramatically less carbonated. So what I'm getting on this is a lot of malt with the beer and a little bit of a bitter. This has a little bit of bitterness at the end, Robbie, on this beer. Slight bitterness at the end. The cigar, on the other hand, has a nice warm, um, I, I'll call it almost like um, like a warm brownie or something. It's not chocolate, but I mean, you get that kind of like that yeah. warmth, um, a little bit of sweetness, you know, when you have a brownie that doesn't have frosting on it and it's just kind of warm, sweet cake, you know, maybe somewhere in between vanilla and chocolate. Like that's kind of what the cigar is bringing. So it's not as good as the last two pairings so far, but it's still a really good pairing. And it, it's highlighting for me that when you're pairing beers with cigars, maybe these, uh, European beers 
are a little bit better of a pairing with cigars because I've enjoyed every one. I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm freaking out over this pairing, but I'm, I'm very much enjoying it. What do you think, Jordan? Mark Burns says your beer is less carbonated because of that poor. Yeah, that, that's true. That's, Mark, that's, that's Mark, some of it, but yeah, that is some of it. Well, I, that's, I, but you have a good point though. Sorry, Jordan. You do have a good, the two things I want to touch on before you start, you do have a good point because the, the, just the, the texture and the mouthfeel of these beers yes. is a little bit, it's a bit heavier yeah. and it's a bit creamier. <clears throat> and I've noticed that totally. through across, across all of, of, of and across all of these, uh, the beers that we've been drinking so far uh, during this segment, because yeah. I was drinking the beers even though I wasn't on the show, because I could I didn't lose my sense of taste during COVID, so I was still drinking good beer, um, but uh, just didn't have the energy to do the show. But <clears throat> the one thing I would caution you against, Eric, is to say European beers, okay? Because anyway. these German are Ger- <laughs> German beer is very different from Belgian beer, which is very different from. English beer. Okay. Uh, so you just that's you're you're painting with too broad of a brush there. Even to say German beer is is a bit of a broad brush, um, but uh, these these German styles, especially these uh, Bavarian Munich styles, okay, uh, are are definitely less carbonated, uh, fuller flavor, uh, and fuller mouthfeel. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I think that's good. That's good. I think you touched on a few of the things I was going to say there, Robbie, and that. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's that much less carbonated. Uh, I think that we're just missing some of the bite that we get from the hoppiness of the American style, and then added on top of that, this uh, this creamy texture that mm. really like almost like foams up in your mouth, which I really enjoyed in all in all three of these. Um, this one kind of comes across as like a in between the last two that we've done. Um, it's, it seems like it might have a little more body than the first one. I can't remember what it was called. And uh, and and a little less malty, caramely uh, character than I can't remember what any of these are called, but whatever the <laughs> the dunkel, the last one was the dunkel. Uh, so this one, this one's more clean. Uh, still kind of has the banana nose on it from the the, the beer that we did the first week. Um, it's right. it's it's clean. It's just like you said, it's kind of lager esque, but more uh, more complex because it has that interesting creamy mouthfeel. Um, the cigar, it's weird. It, it's it's, this thing's got to be six years old, and it's still got some punch to it. But it, it almost comes across more of in like a not properly fermented tobacco kind of a way. You know that like that bite that you kind of don't. It's kind of got like a dry mouth feel to it, almost all earth, uh, and not in the good way. Like there's the there's the fun like sweet jalapa earth, and then there's like the mineral placencia earth, and then but. And this is placentia, but uh, this this kind of just tastes like the the way you would imagine if somebody told you like my cigar tastes like earth, and you didn't know what you were you hadn't smoked a cigar before, you'd just be like, oh, just <laughs> so it's bad. Like, there's <laughs> 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 mostly just like that generic dry earth and like kind of smoked hickory kind of flavor to it. The cigar is a little darker than the beer; they don't quite match. Now, Matt, how's your uh, Epernay going with your uh, beer? Uh, I I mean, I'm a little surprised at the the bitterness of this beer. I wasn't expecting that. Like it's got the creamy and the yeasty and the the nice stuff, but that bitterness is definitely overpowering the mm. Epernay right now. Okay, I'm trying to find the perfect puff to to sip ratio. Ah, right okay, now. I like that. So you're you're working with uh, yeah. maybe like altering the way you smoke the cigar to try to make the pairing better. Right. You know, I don't know if we've ever really talked about that too much on the show, and that is a yeah time the puffs a little. That is a, a factor. S- smaller draws can change the way. Right. The flavor yeah. Comes yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've often told people, Robbie, and I don't know if you've ever um, thought of this, but like sometimes the mark of a really good cigar is if you can take the most minute draw of it and then, you know, see what that's like. Like, you know, like we're so used to, you know, like we've been smoking cigars so much. And so like you're like, you know, you're really like, you know, puffing on this thing. Yeah. But like sometimes if you just take the most minute draw you can really pick out flavors that you don't when you when you really get a deep draw. So that's interesting, Matt, that you would do that. Uh, what do you think, Robbie? How's your how's yours going so far? So I'm working with, uh, as I said, a little bit different of a beer, so a heavier uh, profile. Not not a heavy beer by any means, but um, <clears throat> much more uh, kind of caramely kind of notes, uh, bready notes in there as well. Uh, so just a little bit heavier on the palate. Um, still very. Uh, crushable as randy likes to say but quaffable actually that was the uh, that's the fun <laughs> word that's uh, back from season one i like those um but so super super good i i, I just i can't recommend uh, this oktoberfest martin enough 
if uh, you haven't had an Oktoberfest Martzen before, uh, definitely look for Polliner. You can find it everywhere. I got a couple of cases of this at Costco for like 18 bucks. Uh, and uh, I've got, actually, I went back and bought a third one just because I love this beer and it's only around for a certain time of year. And it lasts forever because it's a lager, so it's not going to go bad. The cigar, on the other hand, <clears throat> has a little bit of just like that cakey kind of, this one's a bit more chocolatey, I think, than uh, what you're experiencing, Eric. But the way that you were talking about it, it's kind of like a brownie without a frosting on it mm. uh, type of. It's a little bit more rich, I think, than uh, than what you're working with because yours has uh, you know a lot more age on it. This still has some of that, uh, some of those bright chocolate notes, um, and that's working really well with that caramelized kind of flavor that's coming out of the beer. The creamy texture from the cigar. The creamy texture from the beer is really going really, really well. This, for me, uh, I I was kind of surprised, um, honestly, because I've I've had the different iterate some different iterations of the Quesada Oktoberfest, and I've paired it with Oktoberfest beers, and I, I haven't always had a good experience. This has been the best one so far. This I don't know if this is the best cigar, but this pairing for me today is damn near perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted some chocolate out of the cigar, some caramel and uh, you know bready notes out of the it's out of the out of the beer. It's got kind of a dessert kind of vibe, definitely an after dinner feel to it. I dig it a lot. It's definitely a thumbs up for me. Oh, you know, um, Brett, you you mentioned bready, and that is definitely a good description of the beer as well. Like you mm -hmm. get like if you're if you're making. Um, you know, you're making bread dough and it's rising and you walk into your kitchen and, you know, you've got it covered in saran wrap with butter and then you pull the saran wrap back a little bit and you can just smell that. Like that, oh, yeah. is, that does really, really remind me of what this beer tastes like. That's a good descriptor on that one. Um, all yeah. right. So I think so far, most of it, I haven't given my thumbs up or thumbs down. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this a thumbs up, Jordan. Um, not as enthusiastically as last week um so if the thumb was like a little shorter it would be good but still <laughs> still robbie um what a fun what a fun portion of the odyssey because i don't know i can't remember i don't think robbie that all the time that we've been doing flavor odyssey three years or whatever that i've gone three weeks in a row with thumbs up and and this is my third week in a row with a thumbs up so that tells me that these German beers, um, and I won't say European because you made a good point there, but these German beers uh, do seem to pair well with cigars in general. Um, maybe I could have uh, found a slightly better cigar that would have gone with this. Or, yeah, because these they're so these German beers are so good at just like supporting the cigar, and that and for me, I want the cigar to be the the standout yeah. of the of the pairing Agreed. usually. And they they have enough body, and they're very. They're, that the most thing is they're very well balanced across the palate, and they just you know kind of let the cigar shine. Jordan, I think that you said something earlier that's important too is the the hot the, the lack of hoppiness mm -hmm. doesn't distract Robbie from mm -hmm. the cigar. Yeah, absolutely. It actually it, it highlights, and I think Jordan, the way you said it, kind of it kind of lifts the cigar up. It kind of puts it on a pedestal. Uh, is uh, a great way to put it. I, I wouldn't have thought uh, to say that, but it, it, that does describe it really well. And welcome to German beers, boys. Like I've been saying this for years. I just I love it, whether I'm pairing it with cigar or not. I haven't really done a whole lot of uh, pairing <clears throat> with German beers, frankly. I just love to drink them. I yeah. it's they're so damn good, and you can run the gamut from uh, you can go all the way down to a, a Hellas Lager, which is going to be. You know, uh, super clean, super crisp, uh, refreshing beer on a hot day, all the way up to, uh, you know, a, a, a Doppelbach, which I think is what we're drinking uh, next week. Right. Um, and, and that's going to be, you know, chocolate malty uh, in, in uh, you know, a heavy, a heavier beer checking in around eight or nine percent. Like you can run the gamut. Um, they just the only thing that they that German beers don't really have is is like a hoppy profile. So if, if you're into hoppy beers, which I still like to drink. IPAs I am. And, I still like yeah. this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like, I just love, I always have, there's every time you come to my house, you will find at least one German beer style in my fridge. There's always at least one because they're so damn good and you can find them everywhere. They're so dang good. <laughs> yeah. Now, Jordan, um, is there any audience pairings that we can discuss and talk about as far as, uh, 
what the audience did before we get into our, our voting. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got Tanner Cole. He's doing the Polliner Fest beer with Reviver. Ooh, I like ooh, that. Nice. So I, here's what I like about that pairing. Like uh, before we, we'll just talk. Maybe we could talk a little bit. That one would bring a syrupy graham cracker note, mm-hmm. and that might help offset the slight bitter end that we get to this beer. Totally. That's a really good pick, Tanner. All right. Uh, what, what do you think of that one, Robbie? Yeah, that's that sounds like it's – that sounds kind of perfect. I think with with your particular cigar that you're – or the particular beer that you're drinking, going with uh, definitely a natural wrapper – is is going to work out a little bit better than something you know darker that's going to have that sweetness i think i i, I don't know I, I to me that just seems like that's and even like i'm kind of surprised that matt wasn't really feeling his pairing because to me that sounded like that would have worked out pretty well too although maybe not because when when i think of epernay there's definitely more of a cedar characteristic to that cigar and i don't know how well that would play all right, what else we got, Jordan, floating around? Well, we got Kevin O'Connor's doing a fest beer with uh, my father, Fonseca. He says it has a peanut butter mm. and caramel kind of mm-hmm. combination. I could see that, too. I've only, of- I haven't had the Fonseca, my father, enough. I think I've only smoked it twice, so I feel a little bit ignorant on his. But it's well-balanced. I don't balanced think that cigar. that's a bad pairing. I think that's pretty doggone good. All right. Yeah, I, I I think that would work. Yeah, it's a balanced cigar. There's a little bit of a black pepper note that comes out of that one too that I remember, but it's it uh, that seems like that would be a pretty good pairing too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Craig Lee's got a Marzen Oktoberfest Lager with the Dojo Mashugana. Oh. He's got that. All right. So you, I, I haven't smoked the Mashugana. You guys got to tell me about the flavor profile. So you're just you uh, just imagine the pretzel re- dough, authentic Corojo pretzel dough, baby. Uh, Perfect. You, you've you've smoked the. Um, You've smoked the baseline Aladino, right? That's it's almost it's yeah. very very similar to that. A lot of salt, a lot of bready oh, yeah. kind of notes. Yeah, because I mean, what do you think about when you think of Oktoberfest? You think of beer and you think of pretzels. Yeah, they go to exactly when you right. go to the like, Great American Beer Fest. Everyone just drapes pre- uh, they pretzel have a, necklace. A necklace with pretzels. Yeah, I I'll never forget. I went to uh, like a winter beer festival or something in Concord. And there were these like college girls running around with these uh, pretzel necklaces, and, uh, and I don't remember the college girls. That part doesn't matter. But, um, <laughs> I was there with my wife. It does. It's not the point of the story, guys. I think um, it kind of is. It turned into. It turned into that. <laughs> Maybe that's why I remember. It's fine. But they had these pretzel necklaces, and I was uh-huh. just blown away. I was like, okay, where did you get these necklaces? There, oh, there's a guy over there that's selling them, and I didn't. They were. Like he was just taking pretzels out of the bag with his hand, and I, too germy for that. But ever <laughs> since then, I make my own and I bring them. So yeah, anyway, they, they co- norm- co- Jordan, college girls. Uh, Great American Beer Fest. They they give you those like, uh, but they're like hard pretzels. Well, you can kind of. I think you can kind of do your own, mm. your own kind of thing. They have mm-hmm. make it however you want. All right. Uh, what else? You got any other ones? Well, I I, I get uh, one more. I picked a bunch, but I'll I'll pick one more for the okay. show. We got Mike Harvey's doing Oktoberfest with Todos Las Dias. Uh, and he actually adds oh. on there. It's going well, but he's a few sticks in and several heavy pours of Old Force 1920. <laughs> I like so. Mike, I like your style, brother. I like yeah, your yeah, style. Yeah, that sounds like, a, sounds like a good Wednesday. Yeah. Um, New take on weekdays, baby. Yeah. that's. I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't know that that would be a very good pairing on a fresh palate. Uh, I think that's a little bit a little too heavy. much cigar yeah. uh, for uh, for that particular beer. But uh, if your palate's shredded and you're just having a good time, then that's all that matters. <laughs> I I think, boys, I I'll pick um right. I'll pick whoever picked the Meshuggah. I think that's a great yeah. that's a great pair. So you're going uh, that's Craig Lee. I'm going Craig Lee on that one. It was very close with Tanner because I liked his idea with the reviver getting that graham crackery sweetness in there. But I'm I'm gonna just give a, a a barely a nod, just a it's a little shoulder above to Craig Lee's uh, Meshuggah pair. Jordan, what do you think? I would go with uh, Tanner. You're going Tanner, okay? Uh, Matt, what would you go with? I was going to go with Craig Lee and the Meshuggah too. All right, so uh, two for Craig, one for Tanner. What do you think, Robbie? Uh, I'm on board. the The Meshuggah. When you tell me that it's pretzel dough, and uh, you've got a little salty characteristic. Uh, that's the kind of the opposite take of what I did for the Martson, but that's the other. Uh, the, I mean, like you think of Oktoberfest, you beer and pretzels. Like, what, how could yeah. you possibly go wrong? That's true. That's, 
Yeah, that's perfect, man. Well done. <laughs> I don't even know why I didn't think of that. That's genius. Um, by by Craig. Uh, Craig, you get bragging rights for a whole seven days. At yeah, least. baby. So beautiful. Uh, good for you. All right. Um, shouts we get to the the oh, audience vote. Well, give me. Oh, I got All right, we'll talk ahead. amongst ourselves, Robbie. So Jordan, we, yeah, tabulates yeah, what's, the votes. What's what's going down mm-hmm. on uh, Smoke Night Live this Friday? So this Friday is going to be fun. This is our uh, speed dating, Robbie. We're going to do some cigar speed dating. This will be the eighth episode of First Impressions. And uh, a panel of experts will be on the show, including none other than um, Alex Tavella of Smoke In, Emmett Malone of Blind Man's Puff. Matt will be on the show doing his thing. Jordan will, of course, be doing it. My, me And then uh, Randy Griggs is going to be back in town and he'll be on Friday's show. So we'll be, here's the idea of first impressions. We get cigars that we've never smoked before, two cigars each. So there'll be uh, essentially 12 different cigars. We will smoke them on the show and rate them live. Because I think, I don't know what you think, Robbie, but a cigar needs to give me a first impression. How a good first impression. How many times have you, you know, had a cigar and like within, half hour you've pegged it and you just know like this is either going to be for me or it's not going to be for me so that's the idea of the show on friday robbie you got to think of the attention span of your audience right like with with tv nowadays if there's a new show out and everybody's like oh you got to watch the show and i watch the first i don't know half hour of the first episode and i'm not dialed in and there's not a like a character that i care about or, you know, if I'm sitting there thinking, OK, I don't know any of these people's names. That's the uh, wire. I, I, I can't get into the wire. I, 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 well, to me, it's I the tried the wire. The first two episodes suck. I tried I the wire. It's it's super dated. That was a problem for me. But so is but, The Sopranos. And it's still good. I, I this this is what happened to me. And I'll, I'll catch flack for this, probably, even though I did this on Facebook already. It was Yellowstone. Everybody loves the show Yellowstone. And my wife and I watched an episode and I. I don't normally say this on the show, but I just couldn't give a shit. I didn't mm. care about any of these people. And the fact that Kevin Costner was the highlight as far as the acting was concerned tells you what we're dealing with here. He didn't have a baseball, so I don't know what Kevin Costner was doing there. But I, I just couldn't get into it within, like, one episode. That's it. You get me for one episode. So it's you know, the same thing with cigars. You, if you don't get me in that first half hour, 45 <laughs> minutes. Now, granted, I've spent my hard-earned money on this cigar so I'm probably going to give it more time than I would a, like maybe a TV show. Right. But if I don't get something within that first half hour, yeah, probably I probably checked out at that point. Robbie, I could not agree with you more on Yellowstone. Me and April tried. We tried. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's good. We I'm tried Yellowstone and it just it didn't Lame. it didn't grab me. Now, I've heard other people. April's sister said oh, some people love it. No, she said um that the other one it's like 1897 or whatever like there's another version of it she said it's like way way better i don't know but they blew it with me on the first impression because now i don't i I don't got that much time robbie like i have datelines to watch i have i have (laughs) fifty thousand datelines to watch so i don't have a lot of time to be investing into show it needs to catch my attention instantly so i'm hoping that oh by the way uh just real quick before we move on let me tell you uh, Alex is going to be smoking the Tatawahe. Um, uh, Jordan, my eyes are so bad. It's the it's, it's Veracu blue, Veracu blue, and mm. the uh, Olmec, 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 from Foundation Maduro. Uh, the Maduro version. Um, no, I thought it's the Claro. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay, it's the Claro. Uh, Emmett, well. <laughs> yeah, Emmett is going to be smoking the uh, Maria Lucia from Luciano Cigars, which we had on the show last Friday. Luciano, which was a very, very interesting show. He's also going to be smoking the Villager Miami Lancero. Randy will have the uh, Shaka Khan from Dunbarton. And and another Shaka Khan. Sorry. Can you rock me, Shaka Khan? You remember that song, right, Robbie? Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Khan. (laughs) Emmett's, uh, I feel Emmett seems like he's. Big into Villiger. And, Every um, time we do the show, he's smoking a Villiger. And then Ra- Randy's going to have to pick another one. I'm not going to mention his other pick because it's not it's, so stupid. It's not going to work. It's unmentionable. Um, I'm going to do the new <laughs> CAO BX3 and the Habano version of the 22 Minutes to Midnight. Uh, Jordan's going to be doing Pure Evil by Gurkha. Yeah. 
plus another cigar, which he hasn't picked yet. And Matt is going to be smoking the Sancho Panza um, Extra Ooh. Forte from uh, General in Room 101, kind of, um, <clears throat> only in the sense that uh, Matt. So, so those are the cigars that are going to go down on Friday. Uh, that's the show. Uh, what do we got <clears throat> next week on Flavor Odyssey, my friend? We are wrapping up our trip through Munich with the Polliner Salvatore, which is a uh, Doppelbach, and I am very, very excited about this particular beer. Um, <clears throat> if uh, it is, it is strong, typically malty in flavor, and uh, they they call it uh, liquid bread on their website. It's I, I wouldn't really classify it as that. It's definitely chocolatey. It's definitely got some kind of roasty, almost coffee kind of vibes to it. It has a bit of a stout kind of feel. Uh, deeply malty, chocolate, caramel. Okay. Uh, super, super good beer. Uh, it's You can find it anywhere that uh, that's going to carry uh, imports. Um, you can pick it up in a little six-pack. I'm going to pick up probably a couple six-packs if I don't have any in my fridge already. This one is a staple in mm. the Robbie Raz beer fridge. It is uh, one of my favorites, and it's super easy to find, and it's delicious. Fantastic. Um, Robbie, I got to tell you, I'm looking at the results. Jordan hasn't posted them yet. Well, I can post them right. Actually, are you going to say something? I was just going to say, <laughs> this, is the first, this is the first time ever that literally the YouTube and Facebook are within one point. They're almost identical. And normally Ooh. we get a weird, yeah, a weird difference between the two platforms, but tonight They're I'm converging. I'm looking that it's completely converged, um, which is interesting. Dude. All right, uh, Jordan, what was the? It um... was something like this. Ah, and I'm I gotta say, oh, I gotta say, Robbie, I I'm, got it wrong. I'm a bit surprised. Um, I think maybe I think, I think they were going for your cigar. I think maybe the audience got it wrong um, this time because. I feel well. We I, maybe part of the problem is uh, Robbie cigar is one that probably a lot a lot of people have smoked. It's twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's this is this isn't even. I don't know that you can even get it yet. Right. So, so maybe that yeah, was so I, a little a little too uh, far uh, in advance. Mm. Pre release action here. So I uh, so I that's I get it. I think the 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 difference really is in as far as these pairings are concerned. And I think you would agree if you had this particular beer is the beer. Mm. The uh, the the Martzen just stands up. I think so much better to uh, to especially for this cigar if i was drinking a fest beer this would this cigar would have completely run it over you know what's just, crazy robbie about what you just said though is if i wasn't if i didn't see myself pour this beer into this mug and i just drank it i would never ever in a million years imagine that it's as light in color as right. it is mm -hmm. It's it's interesting. Like beer can be the same as cigars, right? You see a lighter wrapper on it, you mm. think, "Oh, this is just a milder cigar." It's not always the case. Right. Um, but I think if uh, I'll 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 give you this, I'll challenge you this. Go out and find uh, the Polliner Martin and okay. taste it side by side, and you'll you'll taste the difference. There is just definitely more caramel, more just more right. uh, of uh, of oh. everything. Um, I like which, the sound uh, of that. Yeah, it's it's delicious beer, man. I'm telling you. You have Costco near you. They may have some still in stock. Case for eighteen bucks. You can't beat that. I don't think uh, I ever rated mine. I'll, I'm just gonna go quick thumbs down. Oh, yeah. oh so really? Guys, just so you guys know, thumbs Jordan, down. Jordan, why? 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 Well, there's the, the there's too much earth on the cigar. It comes through even when the beer when you take the cigar first and you douse it with beer. The earth that that kind of harsh earth note just kind of carries through mm. underneath. And the beer is great. Uh, 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 the beer is. I think I like last week's better, but this is this is up there. It's it's a real good beer, but the the pairing. I we've we've done so many good ones on this segment. This, this one doesn't hold up. Matt, would you go thumbs up or thumbs down with your Epernay and the uh, beer? I would go thumbs down. Really? Okay. Yeah, on the Epernay. Wow. The beer is just the bitterness is too much for a cigar. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because yeah. you kind of pegged that early on, Matt. So yeah. good on you. All right, Robbie, yeah, you done good, buddy. You pulled through. And I know you're not yeah, feeling 100 percent, baby, but uh, appreciate you uh, pulling through. So good job tonight, my man. No, absolutely. It's good to be back. It was uh, I was saying this to the guys before the show. This is my first cigar in like two and a half weeks. So glad to get uh, back on uh, the horse on the wagon, whatever the hell you want to say. Uh, and this was a this was a good cigar. I, I recommend 
checking out the uh, Oktoberfest 2022 uh, when that I just got into the good part of the cigar too. Uh, when that shows up at your uh, your local B and M, uh, grab a couple of those and give it a shot, and definitely check out some of this uh, Polliner Oktoberfest Martzen uh, before they are gone for the year. Um, we'll be back next week, as I said. We're doing another Polliner beer. We will be drinking the Polliner Salvatore uh, Doppelbach. So we're going to go with much bigger uh, flavor profile. I think we're doubling the ABV just about, uh, like 9%, I believe. And so we're going to want to come with uh, much stronger cigars. So next week's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next week as the Odyssey continues. Thank you.